everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is December 16th. It's 2019, and we have seven baseball games, or basketball games for that matter, to talk about today. I'm joined by my good buddy, Kyle Murray. How are you doing, my friend? Pretty good, man. Another long Sunday, so uh, I'm excited. You know, football Sundays are really long. I feel like I don't do anything. I just sit on the couch and watch football all day, but I'm always so tired, and uh, the NBA schedule is nice to get back to, you know, the regular day. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I wish you would have thrown some touchdowns instead of let Kenyon Drake take all the touchdowns today. Like, so like my core, my core today, like I tweeted this out, my core was really tight today. And like my core was Devontae Parker, Chris Carson, and Barkley, but it was mixed in with, um, you know, Murray, Kirk, and Ian Thomas. So like it had potential to be a monster day and it, just, yeah. it did not work out that way. Yeah, luckily I had a, a pretty good amount of Drake, but I also had a lot of Dalvin Cook. So, you know, all my good Drake lineups, half my Drake lineups were canceled out by Cook and banged up. And then to see his backup fall in the end zone twice is heartbreaking. But had some Julio, too. And, you know, we saw that touchdown at the end where he barely got in with no time on the clock. So, uh, yeah. ended up having a pretty good day. So, I'm sorry that I couldn't throw a few extra touchdowns for you, but it worked out for me in the long run. It would have been nice. Like, just throw a couple more for me there. But, yeah. yeah, I played a lot of Gallup, too. And, like, the Cowboys just routed the Rams. Like, I played yeah. a ton of that game. And, like, it was just a bad game all around. Like, you know, Robert Woods, I think, only had, like, four catches. And, like, you know, Gallup had one catch. And I played a ton of Sonny Michelle, and he dropped an easy touchdown. If Brady yep. would have just thrown it a little bit better. It's just one of those days where you get a, light, a lot right, but the stuff that you got wrong just ends up burning you. So, like you, I'm ready to move on to some basketball, ready to get going here on the slate. Congratulations to everybody that um, qualified for the FanDuel and DraftKings Live Finals, and congratulations to the two people that took those down this this weekend, this past weekend. If you guys haven't checked out our fantasy or our sponsor, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there, rake-free DFS. Again, if you sign up and you do the $6 membership, the first $100 you play, you're going to pay for that $6 membership at 6%. So make sure you're checking them out. The ton of action that you can get going on over there. And there's just so much that you can do. So if you haven't already, make sure you check them out. Give them some love. And, um, yeah, it's just – it's awesome. It really is what they're doing. So um, rake-free DFS. Let's jump into some basketball talk here. Uh, we get started on the seven-game slate with Washington at Detroit. No total in this one. Luckily, this is the 7 o'clock game because if this was the 9 o'clock game, we would be just be patiently waiting all day for news. Uh, Thomas Bryant, McRae, and Wagner, and Miles are all out. Isaiah Thomas is questionable. And then on the Detroit side, Drummond and Griffin are both questionable, and Reggie Jackson is out. So let's start with Washington. You know, I think that – Obviously, like Isaiah Thomas matters, but Wagner being out definitely with with Bryant being out like definitely helps um, a, a couple pieces here. Yeah, definitely. This is another one. You you kind of mentioned it, but we've had to deal with uh, the Pistons playing, you know, not at home. So they've been, you know, locking at eight or nine. It's been really frustrating. Um, even if you're playing on DraftKings, you need to account for those late swaps. Like we saw Drummond be expected to play. So and then he didn't play. So got to account for that. Blake Griffin's definitely shaky here. Um, so this one's going to be something to watch for. But, yeah, injuries all around. Bryant and Wagner or Wagner both being out. You know, Hashimura is going to have to play a ton of minutes. And, you know, Jan Mahimi, I was all over him last game. And he should, you know, theoretically he should play around 20 minutes. But I think he's just really bad. So um, the front court here is is what I have the most interest in. Um, even in a somewhat tough matchup and a slow-paced matchup, 
Uh, Beal can always get there. We saw that his last time out. Um, but yeah, it's mainly Beal and Brown for me. It's a little bit of interest in Hashimura. Bertans, man, he's just been playing so well, but he's up. He's priced to a point where now, you know, for him to have an amazing game, like according to his salary, he needs, you know, 45, 50 points. And I'm not really sure we can count on that for him consistently, even though we have seen him do it, you know, the past couple of weeks uh, here and there. So it's pretty much just Hashimura, Beal, and then uh, a little bit of Troy Brown for me on the Washington side. Yeah, I don't mind that. Like, I'll probably stay away from Bonga. Um, that guy is just not very good um, yeah. in, in general. I don't hate Mahimi here. I think that we might see him play like 20 to 25 minutes in this game with, you know, both of those guys out. So, you know, he, he started against Memphis and only played 17 minutes. And, like, that obviously can happen. But it, it's not like he played a good 17 minutes either. So, like yeah. – you know, fouls and, and stuff like that. So I don't hate it. Um, it is a seven game slate. It's not like a 15 game slate. It's not a 12 game slate. So like, I'm more willing to take chances on some of these guys, but yeah, Brown, Beal, Bertans, I agree with you. I hate the price, but if we get news that Blake or Drummond sit, it's going to be a game that goes smaller and, and Bertan plays like 30 to 35 minutes. Um, so I don't mind him in this spot. If he if, if we are going to see 15 to 20 shots in this game from him, he could certainly hit value here at 6,300 and could be lower owned just because nobody wants to pay that price. So um, outside of that, yeah, I'm with you on everything else. So move on to the Detroit side. Obviously, this one's impossible to break down the night before. Um, you know, Drummond, Griffin, both very questionable. Um, you know, we'll have to see. You know, Drummond with that eye – reacting to avocado or whatever it was and then Blake Griffin I feel like this is more of a sit spot for him than it is for Drummond you know anytime you have a guy that missed a lot of time at the beginning of the season um, as a statue player like Blake Griffin and he's having knee soreness like you probably rest him in this spot so obviously we're gonna have to wait and see what happens but if both of these guys sit you know, Christian Wood, Markeith Morris, um, Luke Kennard, all these guys get bumps. Yeah, I mean, Wood is one of the – honestly, one of the better fantasy point-per-minute guys that we don't really see play much, but he's just so efficient when he does play. So even if even if um, Drummond does play, I don't hate it, you know, taking a shot on him, maybe hoping that a guy like Markeith Morris or um, maybe even Thon Maker get into a bit of foul trouble to where Christian Wood can get 22, 23 minutes, even with Drummond playing, because, you know, if he – plays 22 minutes he can go for like 35 fantasy points um and and you don't really bat an eye at that so uh, that's definitely something to watch if these guys both sit i mean you pretty much have to play christian wood um even marquise morris would be a good play who he's really struggled uh as a an efficient player but he's, if he's going to play a ton of minutes without those guys in the floor you got to assume that uh he should pick up his efficiency a little bit but the one thing i noticed last game with both uh Griffin out for the majority of the game and then Drummond was Luke Kennard is Luke Kennard and Derek Rose go back and forth between just being the guy on this team. And this is as good of a matchup as you can get. So you need some Pistons tonight, in my opinion. And if, if we see Griffin sit, Drummond's not really a high usage guy. He's got like a 23% usage this year. So Kennard and Derek Rose are going are to suck up a lot of usage. The price on Rose isn't great considering he's not going to play a ton of minutes. So uh, Kennard's the guy that I'm going to quite frequently. Yeah, the thing about Rose, too, that we have to remember here is, you know, against Houston the other night, he only played 27 minutes, but he played 15 second-half minutes when Blake Griffin left the game. So, 
if we get news here that Blake sits, like I think that Derrick Rose becomes one of the best tournament plays on the slate because his usage is going to be absolutely insane. So I agree with you that Luke Kennard is definitely in play, but you know they don't play a lot together. Luke yeah. Kennard will play on that first unit. I I highly doubt they'll even start Derrick Rose. It's just you know big guys missing is not really going to affect Rose outside of you know finishing with the starters. But like we saw Bruce Brown get a lot of usage in the in the fourth quarter the other night he got hot let's be honest you know like the dude you know in nine minutes put up 20 fantasy points in the fourth quarter like he just got hot like it happens a lot um we see guys make runs we see it even more against a team like houston so i don't know if i'd go to bruce brown i don't think he's the worst play i think his price increase makes me more interested in like a markeith morris just because under 4k on a seven game slate um, outside of that, I don't, I don't ever play Tony Snell. I know he's going to play like 30, 30 to 35 minutes in this game, but I never play him. If you want to play him, I don't think he has the worst floor in the world. Um, I think he'll probably pop on projection models today if Blake and, and Drummond both sit. So, um, moving on here, we got Cleveland at Toronto, 216 total. Toronto's favored by 13 in this game. Um, the only real injury news that we're watching here is Van Vliet is doubtful. Um, not expected to play is what I read too. So um, I, I don't think he'll play here. So uh, let's start with Cleveland. Big time dogs here on the road going into Toronto. Is there anything that's standing out to you for Cleveland? Uh, man, not a whole lot. This is obviously a really tough matchup. Um, and there's not really you know any – any injuries or glaring uh, misprices? Kevin Love, he was mispriced pretty much this past week when he was, you know, 6K flat. I know it's only an $800 increase, but still $800 more, you know, and, and Kevin Love, I don't really think comes with a, a massive upside spot in this particular game and, and with a tough matchup against a really tough backcourt with Toronto. You know, Siakam, Ibaka, and Gasol, pretty much one of those guys, maybe even two of them will almost always be on the floor. So a really tough spot for him. You can always play him because he does have the upside to just take over a game because there's no one else on his team. But um, he's pretty much the only one I can even consider. 6'8 isn't a terrible price. I just don't love it as much as when he was priced at 6K, you know, two games ago. So Kevin Love's the only one I'm really considering. Yeah, I don't mind Love. Um, I think that if this game stays close and if you're going to play some of these Toronto guys going up against Cleveland, I think Jordan Clarkson is somebody that's really interesting to run it back. Um We've been absolutely, like, overlooking the fact that Toronto's allowing the third most fantasy points per game to small forwards this season. And Clarkson will play that shooting guard slash small forward role in close games. Um, I, I, I think that I would prefer him over Osman just because Clarkson is going to put up his shots. He's going to get his usage. You know, Osman probably ends up playing a few extra more minutes. But uh, for me, I think Clarkson's a, a really interesting tournament play on the slate. Uh, large feel only, and really, like I said, just a, a tournament flyer here. Um, you know, he's he could easily bust, but he's been pretty consistent lately. You know, and like even the other night with 18 minutes, he still put up 22 and a half fantasy points. You know, that's three really good games going into that game. We just need the shot attempts, and he just didn't get the minutes against Milwaukee. Blowout, shocking. Um, this could easily be the same way. So you got to be careful here. Uh, the Toronto side, is there anything standing out to you here for Toronto? Um, Siakam's always in play here, especially in a, in a really good matchup. You, you kind of hint at it that this could be a game where Toronto possibly blows the Cavs out, which I wouldn't be surprised at all. We saw a little bit of a price increase 
for Siakam here after he went off against the uh, the Nets, I believe, for like 65 fantasy points. Um, yeah, 64 DraftKings points against Brooklyn. So, you know, we saw a little bit of a price bump. I still like him. 8-6, I think, is still pretty cheap. I do think there are some um, some other spots you can go to at the power forward slash center position. So maybe you don't get to Siakam a whole lot. But he's just so good. So I'm always okay with playing Siakam. Other than that, you know, Norm Powell is a guy who's seeing a ton of more minutes with Van Vliet out. And he's also, you know, seen a nice little usage uptick. But I don't really want to pay 5-5 uh, five, five on DraftKings for a guy like Norman Powell. Uh, OG Ananobi is a guy who I am somewhat interested in. He's only 4-9. He doesn't see as much of a minute increase. I know he got he struggled with minutes uh, last game against Brooklyn. We only saw 21, mainly because Norman Powell really got going. But uh, he's, you know, you get a little bit of a discount there. So OG Ananobi and Siakam primarily. I just don't really love playing Kyle Lowry. I think he lacks upside because of guys like Siakam and, you know, in the backcourt they can get hot as well. So uh, it's pretty much just Siakam and OG for me. Yeah, I don't love playing Kyle Lowry most nights, but I like this matchup. Like yeah. This team is just – they're so bad at guarding, like, the point guard position between Garland and Sexton. They're just terrible. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they're allowing the second or third most fantasy points per game to opposing point guards. So, if Kyle, Kyle Lowry was to have a game, this would probably be one of those spots. Um, so, I don't hate yeah. him. I just – like, I, I don't see myself playing a lot of – players from this game or the next game that we're going to talk about like we do have some games on this slate where I feel like I can play some guys but this is a slate that's really interesting because we have four totals out and three of those totals are double digit favorite totals so a lot a lot of interesting pieces on this slate next up we got Chicago at OKC 206 and a half total here uh Thunder favored by five and a half Otto Porter still out Everybody else is probable. Um, their whole team is on the injury report today. I got a nice little laugh out of that earlier. <laughs> um, and then, you know, on the other side, Ferguson is questionable still. Let's talk Chicago here. Um, tough matchup. You know, this is a matchup that we don't typically play too many people. The Thunder team that's in bottom 10 in the pace, but they're a team that, you know, is right along that borderline top 10 in defensive efficiency this season and rating, like, is there anybody here for the Bulls that's standing out to you? Uh, yeah, I just feel like the Bulls primarily go super overlooked on the majority of slates, mainly these wings and these guards, who because there are so many guys here that you kind of get lost in the shuffle uh, at times. So a guy like Zach Levine, um, I know you mentioned he is part of the, the team that's on the injury report. He's probable. I think he'll be okay. He's been probable for like a month. So I'm assuming he'll be fine. You kind of mentioned it. it's not a great matchup. You know, they are pretty solid defensively. And they play at a pretty slow play, so pl- slow pace the Thunder do. So uh, not a great matchup, but I do think he'll go, you know, pretty overlooked. I don't think he'll have much ownership. So Levine's a guy I do have interest in. Ton of usage for him. Uh, almost 30% usage on the year. 1.3 fantasy points per minute. The rates are really good for Levine. Um, but other than that, I just don't really like messing around with these uh, these Chicago point guards. Maybe if we see one of them out. I know they're all probable, but if something changes and we get maybe one of Dunn or Sadoransky or Archer Diacono out, I think that'll change things a little bit because then a guy like Kobe White or whoever's left to play, I guess, could pick up some more minutes uh, at the point guard because all these point guards are they're all playing like 15 to 20 minutes at least per night. So uh, if one of them's out, it'll open up some time for uh, these other point guards. Yeah, unless we get some injury news here, I don't really see myself um, playing too much from this game in general. I don't mind Zach Levine, like you said, just because Zach Levine can go off against any team in any matchup. So. I don't hate that, you know, like you said, if, if somebody sits here, little interest, 
the interest that I have, like, is like uh, an Archie or Kobe White getting, you know, Schroeder defense in the second unit because we know Dennis Schroeder doesn't play very good defense. So I just I don't see myself using a lot of pieces from this game unless we get injury news. Um, you know, Chris Dunn at 4,700 is not the worst play in the world. He's been really cheap on Yahoo recently. So, like, if you're playing over there and he's still cheap, I don't hate that. Um, what do you like here, if anything, for the Thunder? Yeah, it's not it's not a whole lot. Um, normally, I like to attack. Uh, I like to use big men and attack those uh, these this week Chicago backcourt. But I think for me on DraftKings primarily, it's just SGA. I just think the price is a little too low, um, and it's a it's an okay matchup for guards here. Uh, I know Dunn can be pesky, but you know he he could find himself on Paul or Schroeder at any given time. So um, I think SGA at six two is just a little bit too cheap, and I don't I still don't think he'll draw any ownership because he's been struggling so much. So I think he's someone that I'm interested in buying low on for tournaments. Yeah, the other thing that's kind of interesting here, I think, for OKC is Steven Adams um, on maybe like a fantasy draft or a yacht or like a fantasy draft or a DraftKings where I could play multiple centers. Um, the price isn't ideal, but the matchup is this team is the worst rebounding team in basketball. Like he could yeah. have 15 to 20 rebounds in this game. It just depends on what he can do. Like if he can go 20-15 or 15-15, he can pay off this price tag because he'll throw in a couple assists and a couple blocks in the process. So, you know, I, I don't hate this matchup for Steven Adams. Um, but, again, I just don't love this game. Like I just don't love this game. Yeah, and Adams has been – he's been I, – I hate on him a lot. You know, he looks like Aquaman. And he has been historically bad for fantasy. But over the last 10 games, 30-plus drafting points in all but two of them. And, you know, a bunch of 10-plus rebound games. So, he has been playing really well. And like you mentioned, it's almost as good of a matchup that you can get for a big man here. So, um, I guess he is someone to, to consider here. Very slightly considered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, depending on how many teams you're making. Let, let's put yeah. it that way. Um, all right, moving on here. We got the Spurs and the Rockets. 231.5 total here. Houston's favored by 10. Lonnie Walker Jr. is questionable. I know that's big news there. We've got to pay attention to that one. You never know. Um, all joking aside, like, that actually matters because the dude's been playing 20 to 25 minutes almost every night. So that actually frees up a lot of extra minutes there. And then on the Houston side, Gordon Green and Nene are still all out. Rivers is probable. Let's start with the Spurs. Um, you know, matchups don't get much better than Houston. What do we like here for San Antonio? Yeah, it's just I find myself whenever I do have interest in these Spurs, whenever I see that they're in a good matchup, I just get so upset because I hate playing DeRozan. I hate playing Aldridge. And we've talked about it every single time that we do this podcast together. DeJounte Murray, we just want to see him play. He doesn't get the time. Like, he saw 31 minutes last game, but who knows what that's going to mean for this one. We've seen a, a huge up and down fluctuation of minutes for him where, you know, he, he could literally play 14 minutes any given game. He could play 32, but you just never really know. So I guess – Murray would be the ideal one for tournaments where you kind of feel like, okay, maybe he'll play 30 tonight, take a shot on it. I just really don't feel like DeRozan and Aldridge have upside just given who they are. I, I would prefer Aldridge over DeRozan. I'm pretty confident that I'll never roster DeRozan again. I just, I just don't think he has upside anymore for whoever it may be. I know he has flashed it here and there, but um, I just don't want to, I just don't see him ever putting up a 50 point game um, with any regularity. So that might be harsh, but uh that's pretty much it for me. It's just a little shot on DeRozan or on Murray and then maybe a little bit of Aldridge, but that's about it. Well, you got to remember, too, um, the game against Phoenix the other night was an OT game. So he played five minutes of overtime in that game. So he played 26 yeah, minutes true. technically. So 
you know, I don't want to like instantly jump into DeJounte Murray playing 30 minutes because yeah. if you game log look like, yeah, he's played 30 minutes in two of the last three games. That's exciting. He was starting the other night, you know, and but then you like start looking at game flow and it's like five minute stints, five minute stints. Like yep. it, it's just tough. I feel like it's just tough to get in a rhythm and, you know, anybody that's ever played sports knows that like, you know, when you're not getting full, full work, you know, you're not getting that eight, nine, 10 minute run. Like it's just hard to get in a rhythm and spurts. So, you know, the other, the other thing is too, the other 30 minute game was another overtime game. So, you know, we're looking at like 26, 27 minutes before overtime, still not really seeing like regulation 30 minutes. And until we see consistently, 30 minutes of regulation for DeJounte Murray. It's just hard to click his name. I think the guy that you're just kind of price enforcing here is LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, You know, he has a high floor here. He has 50-point ceiling. You know, he's probably one of the better cash game plays on this slate at 7,100. You know, you're probably looking at like a a 4.5x floor. Um, So, I think LaMarcus Aldridge is probably my favorite play here from the Spurs. If we get news that, you know – if we get news that Lonnie sits, I think you could potentially take a shot on like a Forbes or a White, um, just because like I feel like Forbes might end up getting like an extra 15, 20 minutes, and like White might get a few extra minutes here. Like if they're not going to play Dejounte Murray the minutes, then somebody's going to get Walker's minutes, and I feel like it, the best person to get those minutes would probably be Forbes. We've seen him play monster minutes before, so. I don't hate Forbes here, especially against a team that's really bad at, you know, defending the three-point line. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, if, if Walker does sit, Forbes is the one getting minutes before Walker really got going and entered the rotation, you know, with any kind of significance. Um, so, yeah, it'd be either between White or Forbes to pick up those extra minutes. I think Mills could potentially get a few extra minutes as well, um, but he wouldn't necessarily get a significant jump. But, you know, going for maybe – a 26 or 28 minute projection to, you know, maybe 30 would be nice for a guy like Mills, but he doesn't have the same price that White or Forbes do. So if I could uh, kind of narrow it down tomorrow, maybe closer to lock or whatever, and kind of figure out that a guy like Derek White would be getting extra minutes, I would like that because I do think he does come with upside. I feel like he's more of a uh, efficient player than, than a guy like Brent Forbes, who's primarily just a shooter. White can kind of do it, do more things to fill up the stat sheet. So I wouldn't hate White at all if, if uh, Walker does sit here. The only, yeah, like, if Walker plays, I think he's interesting, too, for what it's worth. Like, he did play big minutes in the first game these two teams met. But also remember, I think LaMarcus was out for that game. Um, so, uh, that changes it a little bit. And then on the Houston side, like, James Harden, the last three times he's faced this team, has put up 77, 80, and 66 DK points. Like, he has monster upside in this game. It's just you have to pay for him. And I don't know – if I want to pay 13 K for anybody, but if I was going to pay 13 K for somebody, it would probably be James Harden who has over 80 fantasy points in three of his last 10 games. Yeah. I found myself just kind of getting in rhythm of building more balanced lineups. And I just, I think I've just, I'm just naturally leaning that way, but you kind of mentioned it. There's a guy to pay this kind of price tag for it's Harden and it's in a spot against the Spurs who are, you know, a bottom five defense in, in the league. So um, yeah, it's definitely something to consider, especially maybe if, uh, we open up more value as injuries come out or, or whatnot. I do think there could be some value on this slate as we go on. So Harden could be pretty interesting. Um, Outside of that, though, like Westbrook and these guys, like Westbrook's price is too high for his role right now. 
I don't hate Capella in this spot, but even Capella at 7,600 is tough to pay for. Like, I'd rather just take the discount and take the floor for LaMarcus, I think. But I don't love Houston outside of Harden. That's why it's hard not to want to play, you know, 12-9 for him. Yeah, I like Capella a lot just because uh, uh, I really think that the Spurs team struggles to defend big men and they can't really rebound very well. Um, they do kind of naturally roll out a somewhat smaller lineup when they're playing Rudy Gay at the four. And LaMarcus Aldridge is one of the worst defensive uh, power forward slash center in the league this, so far this year. So Capella does have a pretty good matchup, and he's only 7'6". Um, it is tough, you know, considering you, you have guys like Westbrook and Harden who are pretty good rebounders themselves. So we've seen the rebounding upside where he had like a six-game stretch where he was getting 20-plus rebounds. Um, so that's kind of where you hope for with Capella, you know, a nice 20-20 game. And I think that's definitely possible here at 7'6 on DraftKings. So I do think he has pretty good upside here. All right, fair enough. Let's move on here. We got Miami at Memphis. No total in this one. Gordon Drogic, James Johnson, Winslow, and Waiters are all still out. And on the Memphis side, Jameis Crowder um, is questionable. Um, Jay Crowder, sorry. I don't know why I was thinking Jameis Winston, <laughs> but I said James Crowder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's start here with Miami. Obviously, this is a good spot. You know, anytime you're going up against Memphis, it's a good spot. We talk about this all the time. They're a team that, you know, ranks bottom 10 in defensive efficiency this season, but they rank, you know, in the top five in pace. It's always a good spot. And Miami, a team that plays so slow that, you know, they're getting a massive pace up uptick here. Yeah, so after the first few games, I don't know if you remember this, but Miami was like the number one fastest team uh, in the NBA right behind or right in front of Miami or Memphis. So obviously that changed because now they're playing at a much slower pace. Um, so that is something to – to at least count for, they have had times where they they play fast with certain uh, lineups. So they play much slower with Jimmy Butler on the floor. So, you know, it may be in a backup lineup. That's something to consider. And something, that's something I found anyway. Um, but, yeah, for Miami, Bam Adebayo has just been unbelievably good this year. Obviously, he had a monster game with the uh, triple-double against Dallas uh, last time out. 8-2, I think that price tag is still okay. Uh, center eligible, obviously, on DraftKings, you can't really play him anywhere else. So that's the only tough part here. But Bam's been – Amazing, so he's in play. Uh, Butler's in play. And then you got to consider some of these wings. Um, Tyler Hero, 4-6, saw 39 minutes in that game against Dallas last game. So he's a guy who the minutes aren't necessarily safe, with all these, even with all these injuries here with uh, Dragic and Winslow being out and Waiters being – who knows what's going on with Waiters. He hasn't played this year. Who knows if he'll ever play again. But Hero's someone I like to take a shot on here in GPPs at a 4-6 price tag on uh, DraftKings. Could play 23 minutes, but he also could see 30-plus. So he kind of just makes for a good tournament play, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I like Hero a lot. Uh, Robinson, if you're playing a lot of tournament teams, he's going to get his shots up. It, it all depends on if he's hitting them or not. You know, he went for 50 against Atlanta because he shot 75%. So if he's hitting his shots, he'll keep shooting. That's the good thing about Duncan Robinson, young kid. Um, you know, he'll shoot. So he's going to play the minutes with all these guys out. You know, the, the same goes for none whose prices come down. He has a ceiling. He has upside. I like the BAM call. Jimmy Butler is one of the safer plays on the slate, so you could definitely play him. Just his price has gotten to the point where it's it's kind of tough to play him um, over some of these other guys in that price range. But he does have, you know, plenty of upside to definitely, you know, pay off this price point. Um, you know, on the Memphis side of things, it's a tougher matchup here against Miami. Um, but I do think that we we see the pace of this game be fast or faster than Miami is typically playing. So – I don't mind taking some shots here. It's just 
the pricing on these guys it just makes it kind of tougher to take um, shots unless Crowder does sit. Because if Crowder sits, that's 30 minutes opening up for, you know, like maybe like a Clark or Kyle Anderson or uh, of all people, Solomon Hill or somebody. Like it's going to open up minutes if Crowder doesn't play. Yeah, the one guy that I'd be looking at, I know he does see minutes already, but it's, it's Dylan Brooks for me. I think he's in a, yep. in a, in a pretty solid matchup, actually. The, the Heat are allowing the fourth most three-point attempts uh, per game on the year so far, and that's kind of Brooks' forte. He's a guy who, if he gets going, he's not going to really pass the ball up too much. He loves to get his shot up. Um, and then John Morant, I, th- I, I stand by this. I think you can play Morant any, pretty much any time he's under 8K because I know his uh, upside is kind of directly correlated with the minutes he's going to get, and he could see under 30 minutes any given night, but – if he does see 30-plus minutes, his rates are so good and, and his price isn't quite up enough because of those low games where he's only playing 26, 27, 28 minutes. But, you know, if it's a game where he gets 30, maybe it stays close through and through. You know, he has triple-double upside because, of, you know, just look at his rates. You know, he's averaging over 40% assist rate, nearly 25% rebound rate, 30% usage rate. Good numbers for Morant. So even though it is a tough matchup, I think you can play him here in a GPP because the price doesn't really – I don't think it accounts for his upside here. Yeah, and like I said, I think this game is going to be a lot faster pace, um, you know, with this game being in Memphis, Miami on the road, Miami missing some of those little you – know, some of those older guys like Gordon Dragic. So I, I could see the pace being pushed in this game a little bit. So let these young guys run, Yeah. and Morant always has upside when you're running. Um, I don't really see anything else from Memphis that's standing out to me. If Crowder sits – I think we could see Brandon Clark pick up 30 minutes at 5,100. I wouldn't mind taking a tournament shot on him. Um, just He's a guy that can be a point-per-minute guy. He just needs the minutes. Um, put up 25 extra points against Washington. Much better matchup in that Washington game. But, again, minutes equal everything in basketball. Um, minutes equal opportunity anyway. So, don't mind it. Uh, but, I, again, I don't love it, though. Yeah, and then another guy, I know it's gross to say, but if Crowder does sit, Solomon Hill – who one of the so gross. one of the most overpaid NBA players maybe ever? Um, you know he played he's played thirty minutes twice over the last four games. There have been some injuries with with Morant sitting or with uh, Kyle Anderson sitting, and then Grayson Allen's been out as well too. So there are some spots to open that are already opened up for him to where he could play. You know fifteen fifteen to sixteen minutes, take crowd out of the equation, and in twenty five plus minutes comes a probably a reality for Solomon Hill. So that's something to monitor here and. I mean, as bad as he is, he played 11 minutes last game and produced almost 22 DraftKings points out of it. So, I mean, that was against Washington. But if he's going to play the minutes, he's someone to at least uh, have on your radar at 3-6. Yeah, you can even throw Kyle Anderson in the mix, too. You never know what's going to happen there. So, the holiday shopping season is here, and this year, your gift can start next year's good habit with Quip. Quip is something that's sure to put a smile on everyone's mouth because it's dental care they actually want to use every day. That's why Quip is the perfect, thoughtful, and practical gift with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and toothpaste, all intentionally designed to make good habits simple. The Quip electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations and a timer with 30-second pulses to guide your routine, and the Quip floss dispenser has pre-marked strings so you always use the right amount. Plus, Quip delivers brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months. Join over 3 million happy customers and check everyone off your gift list right now with Quip. Just go to getquip.com slash fantasy to save on gift sets and to get your first refill free with a refill plan. That's your first refill free at quip.com slash fantasy. Get Quip. 
com slash fantasy. Check them out. I've had my Quip toothbrush now for almost a year. Absolutely love it. Uh, my wife has actually gotten one now too. So love Quip. And, um, you know, again, very easy to travel with Get Quip. So check them out. We move on to Dallas at Milwaukee. 227 total here. Milwaukee is favored by 11 in this game. This game is so interesting in a fantasy perspective because Luca is out and Bledsoe is out. And we know just how much Luca being out is um, to this team. Like, he's a guy that has a massive usage rate, um, one of the highest in the NBA. So, like, it's we know the hits. So, let's start with Dallas. I don't think Bledsoe is as big, but obviously it's something we're going to talk about. But let's start with Dallas here. We know Luca 35.9% true usage rate this season, 35.9% true usage rate being taken off the floor. What are we doing here with Dallas? Yeah. So obviously I assume a lot of that usage and attention is going to go to Porzingis. It's a tough matchup for him though. He's probably going to have Giannis draped all over him for the majority of this game. So I, I do like him a little bit, but he did get a price hike as well. But so these guards, Brunson, Curry, and and Daylon Wright, I think they're all going to see minutes. Daylon Wright is the confusing one because, you know, this isn't this is going to sound messed up. But as soon as Luca got hurt, I'm like, oh, who's going to pick up the minutes? That's just kind of the life of a DFS player, I guess. Um, also sad to see Luca, you know, be out for a few weeks. He's one of the better players in the league. But Daylon Wright, surprised he only played nine minutes in that game that Luca went out, and Brunson just played a ton of minutes. He got the price increase. Um, so he's someone that you should definitely have on your radar. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see where his ownership falls because that price does, it is pretty high. So the guy that I think I had the most interest in out of these three is Seth Curry. Um, I do think there is some blowout risk here. I think Curry has upside to play 20 to 25 minutes, well, no matter how the game goes. And then if the game blows out, I think he's going to be the guy who gets minutes here. But I think the number one guy who is going to get just a huge increase is Tim Hardaway Jr. I think he's going to be able to get the majority of the shots that Luca missed out on. Played 42 minutes last game. 28 points, 40 fantasy points. Uh, he took 14 threes last game. So with Luca off the floor taking 14 threes, obviously that's a one-game sample. Never know how, how that can fall, but he's a guy who's always been aggressive his entire career. So Hardaway, Curry, Porzingis are the main three for me. And then Brunson and even Daylon Wright in, in uh, GPPs, where he's only 3-7 on DraftKings. I think that is something to uh, monitor. Maybe he gets more minutes than people are like believing right now, even myself. So uh, that's how I uh, feel about the Dallas team right now. Yeah, Dallas is definitely interesting. I'm with you. I think Porzingis gets a lot of the usage, um, which I don't know if that's going to matter too much in this matchup with Giannis on him. Um, we saw, you know, even a guy like J.J. Barea play some, you know, second quarter minutes the other night. Um, you know, Brunson, like you said, he ended up starting the second half yeah. for Luka. Um, he didn't check in for Luca. DeLeon Wright checked in for Luca and then didn't check back into the game. So I don't know if he got hurt, if he played terrible. I'm not going to sit here and act like I, tr- I watched that game. I did not, but I- I'm with you. I think Tim Hardaway is the upside guy here. And, like, yeah, his price got increased some places, but he's $15 on Yahoo. Like, he's an insane value over there. So you're just going to have to price shop Tim Hardaway today. Is he a lock and load play on DraftKings? Maybe not. 5,800 going up against Milwaukee, not the best spot. I don't even mind Brunson. But the guy that, like, I, I'm with you on Seth Curry, probably going to play um, even if it gets into a blowout. You know, 
we saw overtime in that game against Miami the other night. They looked terrible in overtime. Dallas did. Um, so, you know, I just – I remember seeing the Sports Center highlights from the overtime, and yeah. it was just, like, so bad. But, anyway, um, yeah, for me, uh, I don't even hate taking a shot on J.J. Barea here. I really – don't know what we'll expect minutes wise. Um, maybe he plays 12, maybe he plays 20 if it's a blowout, but he's 3,100. And even in like 12 minutes, he can get 20 fantasy points. So I wish he was going to play more minutes, but you know, he's the old guy and Brunson and these guys are not. Um, so I don't hate taking a flyer on like a Berea. Porzingis is the guy that's probably going to pop in projection models today. Um, it, it's no secret that, you know, his usage goes way up 33%. Um, it goes up 7.7% with Luca off the floor. He's averaging over, you know, 13 minutes per 36. Like Porzingis is a huge increase here as far as usage and minutes and, and production, but it's just hard to trust him in this matchup. Yeah. I think one thing to monitor is Dalen Wright was coming off of injury um, in that game last or you know I, I don't even know two days ago or whatever uh, he had an adductor injury I have no idea what where that is on his body or anything thigh, like that right uh, yeah it looks like it does say thigh actually so um that doesn't matter maybe you know with a, a few days rest he does get minutes I honestly think if there's anyone to really surprise us and get extra minutes I do think it's him he's a guy that we've seen you know pick up steady minutes you know 15 to 20 minutes pretty much you know all year he's averaging um, yeah but around that on the year. So I think if there's anyone to surprise us, it could be JJ Barrett to maybe not play as many minutes. And then maybe we see Brunson play a few less minutes, you know, 34 minutes is kind of a lot for a guy who hasn't really played uh, too consistent all year. So uh, I think Wright is the guy to shock people and play minutes. And that price at three, three, seven on DraftKings is something to note. Um, but yeah, I think you mentioned it with Hardaway. He's not really necessarily a lock and load play. And I think that's why he'll be somewhat contrarian. I do think he'll have some ownership because of, you know, it is Luca's first first game out, so people will naturally want to play these Dallas guys. But at the price that he's at, uh, I don't know if people will instantly lock him in. So I do think he could be somewhat contrarian. Um, all right, let's talk Milwaukee here. Like, if you're playing like Porzingis, if you're playing Hardaway on DraftKings, you're probably running it back with Giannis just because you're expecting this game to kind of stay close. Big total here in this game. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Milwaukee? Yeah, I like, I like Giannis a pretty good amount, you know, you're just comparing him to Harden, the price tag, obviously, um, you get a, a pretty significant discount on Giannis. The minutes are the only issue with Giannis, you know. He could play 25 minutes any given night because this team is so good. They just blow everybody out. Um, and that, that's obviously a concern here. You know, Dallas with no Luka, their first full game with no Luka. Who knows how they're going to adjust. So that is something to monitor. Um, the guy that I have a lot of interest in as well as Giannis is Dante DiVincenzo. Notice that he, you know, got the start with Bledsoe out. Um, and he got some shots up, took eight, eight attempts uh, last game. And he's a guy who can get the peripheral stuff as well. Five rebounds, four assists, three steals last game uh, with Bledsoe out and produced pretty well. The price did come up. Don't necessarily love that, but so did the price on George Hill. So if I have to choose between those two, uh, it's DiVincenzo for me. Yeah, it's so tough to really choose between the two because they were blowing Cleveland out so bad the other night that, like, the fourth quarter minutes went to like Sterling Brown, um, yeah. D Vincenzo, like Pat Cunnington played some fourth quarter minutes. So like you really have to kind of break that game down to what you saw in the first half. And like the first half, the minutes were so close with George Hill. Um, you know, he played, I think 12 first minute, half, first minute quarter or first half minutes. Um, so 
it's really tough to really expect to know what you want to do here with Milwaukee because they're cheap. You know, you yeah. have two guys here that, you know, you could you could play either one of them, in my opinion. You could play Hill or DiVincenzo. Um, I, I don't really like the idea of playing any of these other, like, cheap guys. Like, I'm not going to play, like, a Wesley Matthews. I'm not going to play, like, a Sterling Brown. You know, obviously a lot can change if somebody else gets ruled out here. Um, but I just don't see it happening, so – I don't mind Giannis. He's a guy that can score a ton of fantasy points in this game. But again, if you're playing Giannis, you're you're running it back with Dallas players. Like you you're hoping that this game stays close. Um, there's no real. I was looking at like usage bumps of Bledsoe off the floor. There's not really like any like massive usage increases. Like Giannis's usage goes up to forty point six percent, which is a two point six percent increase. But Middleton's goes up 5%. I think that's the biggest one. Um, so maybe we look at Middleton. But the problem with Middleton is if the game turns into any type of blowout, he's usually one of the first guys off the floor with Giannis. So, again, if you're playing Middleton, you're probably running it back with a Hardaway or Porzingis. Yeah, and then one thing to notice, you know, I mean, Middleton stayed in a little bit later in the in the Cleveland game. But at the end, they brought Giannis back in. I think they just do it just so he doesn't – you know, have a game where he plays 22 minutes, whatever. So they brought him back in with like five minutes left in the game just to play like you know, an extra two or three minutes. Um, but Middleton doesn't really get that. So that is something to monitor. He doesn't really get that. Uh, I mean, the, and when it's all said and done, that's not going to do anything for you anyway. You need the game to stay close for these guys to, you know, pay off for you. But yeah, one thing to note, note when looking at the uh, minutes and the usage and whatnot with uh, Bledsoe off is the majority of that is with um, Middleton off the floor as well because Middleton has missed so much this year. So when you're doing your research, just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. So, so we see DiVincenzo at the 21% usage rate and a 1.02 fantasy point per minute. Yeah, I think that is pretty similar to what you could project for him, but maybe a little bit lower because, you know, with those, with that sample, Middleton was off the floor for the majority of those games too. Yeah. The easiest way to probably do like your starter research is just put Giannis on the floor and, you know, that will help, you know, get a good idea of what you're looking at. So yeah. Um, last game on the slate, we got Portland at Phoenix. No total in this one. Rodney Hood is out. Little is questionable. Collins is still out. The real questionable player here, though, is Devin Booker. Um, and Aiton is still out. You know, he's still out. Um, let's start here with Portland. Anything standing out to you here for the Trailblazers? Uh, I think, you know, Damian Alert, someone I'm always going to have interest in when he's priced at, you know, 8-4 is what he is on DraftKings now. Um, McCollum, you can play McCollum at 6'5". He's only 500 more than a guy like Carmelo Anthony, who, you know, I've been playing him pretty consistently. He's been a guy who's getting shots up. He does take away from McCollum a little bit, but um, McCollum's still been, you know, not he doesn't really flash the upside with Melo there, so that is something to kind of keep in the back of your mind. But it's a somewhat decent matchup here. Um, but then the, I think the number one guy for me here is Whiteside. He's just been phenomenal recently, and they've showed, you know, the willingness to get him out there for 32-plus minutes pretty consistently so far over the past couple of weeks. So that's the big thing to monitor for Whiteside is there's been so many times over his career where he's on track to have a big game or whatever, or you, you like him in a good matchup and he only plays like 25 or 26 minutes. I think if the game stays close, he's going to have, you know, a 32 minute floor. And I think this game will stay close. I think this is a good, a pretty good game. So Whiteside's number one for me with Lillard being number two. Yeah. I like Whiteside a lot here. I can always play Lillard. I'd never have any issues. I think that, 
for the most part, I'm not going to be playing CJ McCollum over 6K hardly any ever right now unless we get news that Melo or the, one of these guys are going to sit. Like, Melo's taking double-digit shots every yeah. night. And, like, it's just it, – you can see. Lillard's going to get his. Whiteside's going to get his. But McCollum's been the biggest downgrade here. Uh, and then you move a guy like Bazemore into the starting lineup too who will throw up shots randomly every once in a while as well. So – um yeah is outside of that like I, I just i can't trust playing like mario hazonia or any of these guys like simmons simmons is getting consistently in the 20s but we've talked about so many guys under 5k as we've been going here for a seven game slate i just don't see us using simmons a lot here um and then like if little if little sits you know that's only about 10 minutes to go around Maybe Scalabassier plays 25. Maybe he gets up to about five extra minutes. But he doesn't do anything with his minutes, so it's even tough to trust that. On the Phoenix side, if we do get news that Booker is going to miss this game, which it seems like he's pretty questionable, um, you know, you can easily do this. Like, you you can – there's plenty of pieces in this 9 o'clock game that you can leave that utility spot open for a white side or Rubio, like I love Ricky Rubio here. If, if Booker sits like Rubio's usage and everything goes way up with Booker off the floor. Um, and his shot attempts go up, like everything you want to see per minute basis goes up for Ricky Rubio. Ubre, these guys become fantastic plays if Booker sits. Yeah. Ricky Rubio would be probably one of the more interesting mid tier plays on the entire slate along with Ubre, both of their numbers you know, their rates look really good with uh, Booker off the floor. And that's – even though Booker's been pretty bad this year, mainly because of efficiency, um, he still does suck up a lot of usage and a lot of shots. So, to be able to spread those around to Rubio, who is a guy who, when he's getting there for you in fantasy, it's probably because he's, you know, you know has, has 10 assists, added some rebounds, some steals. But now he has a chance to go out there and get some shots up. So, that's additional upside. I wish the price was a little bit down on Rubio, but I think they kind of accounted for the injury, obviously, with Booker missing last game. Um, but I still think 7-9 is perfectly fine on DraftKings for Rubio. Um, so yeah, I think that's mainly it. I'm not sure if the Sarge injury is anything to monitor. He's been pro- he's had he's been banged up you know the past few weeks, so he's probable. So something to monitor if he does miss. If he misses, Kaminsky's going to be a smash play. But um, as far as everything I've read, he's expected to go. Yeah, they've been kind of limiting Baines too, so I don't think Baines would be a guy and. You know, I guess we shouldn't talk about Mikel Bridges if Booker does sit. Bridges played, you know, 32 minutes in the start the other night. He put up 27 fantasy points with three shot attempts. Um, so <laughs> he's a guy that can fill the stat sheet. He had 10 yeah. rebounds, four assists, two steals. Like, you know, he easily cruises to 30-plus, 30 35 fantasy points if he puts up five actual more points. So Bridges is a guy that's been salary on Yahoo. He's 4,100 on DraftKings. If we get news that Booker is going to sit, he becomes one of the top value plays on the slate. And it's nasty because he just doesn't shoot. His usage is really low. But he's a guy that if he's on the floor, he's going to get rebounds. He's going to get assists. You know, he's going to be active on defense to get steals. Like, you know, his upside is high if he's hitting any kind of his shots. And he takes a lot of high percentage shots too. So, like, you know, if you look at his shooting percentage and stuff like that on the season, it's really high. So, um, you know, that's that's always good. Like, you know, we always want that. But he had 8% usage the other night against the Spurs, 8%. So don't expect a ton of usage from him. 
Um, all right, that's for the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, hope everyone had a great weekend. And um, let's start it off with our favorite play, under 5K to 7X. Yeah, mine comes with um, definitely some risk here because the minutes aren't guaranteed by any means, but Tyler Hero for me and the matchup against Memphis, he's a guy who any given night with all these wings out, he could spike for 30-plus minutes. So if this happens to be one of those nights, obviously a great matchup, should be playing up in pace. So I like Hero tonight. So that's who I had written down. Um, so I'm like scrolling now really quick <laughs> to find somebody. Um, this would be really easy if we knew who was going to sit in a couple games. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Booker sits. This obviously does not work if Booker doesn't sit. But I'm gonna go right back to who we were just talking about. I'm gonna take Bridges here. If if Booker plays, I'm not playing Bridges for what it's worth. But if Booker sits, I think Bridges is really very much in play at 4100. Um, over 8K to go under 5X, who's your bust today? Yeah, so this one's pretty hard. Um, I, I do think all these guys are in pretty good spots, but I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook just because um, it's, it's going to be a hard night for me in my opinion. So just the way my lineups are going to you know, kind of naturally fall, and I don't want to mention any questionable guys. I think that will be a little bit of an easy way out. So I'm going to go with Westbrook. All right, you're two for two. That's who I had written <laughs> down as well. So um, I really like a lot of these guys today. I do. Um, if this game turns into a blowout, I think we could potentially see him not get there. So I'm going to say Siakam. I like Siakam. I'll have some exposure to him if I play multiple teams today. But if I'm making one team, he probably doesn't make the cut for me. Um, so that's the only reason that he's on there. Uh, give me your favorite favorite 6X play on the slate. Uh, so this one, his, he's priced up a little bit. So hitting 6X would be tough. Um, sort of, but it's going to be Tim Hardaway for me. Like I mentioned, I think he's going to get a significant uh, usage bump. I think he's going to be able to get more shots up with uh, Luca being out. And I think he could be one of the go-to scorers in this starting lineup with uh, between him and Porzingis. So it's going to be Hardaway for me. Yeah, this one's tough because, like, if we knew who was going to be out for Detroit, like, it'd be really easy yeah. um, to take one of these guys. So not having that news, like, Christian Wood would be my guy. If we get news that Drummond's going to sit, like, he'd be my guy. It would be very easy to make that decision. If we knew that Booker was going to sit, like, I would probably take, you know, Oubre um, at 7K. But I'm going to go with kind of a little bit off the board here. I don't think a lot of people will be looking at this one. But give me Steven Adams. Um, we talked a lot about him. And I don't know if he has, like, 8X upside in this game, but I do think he's a guy that can go 6, 7X here. Um, so, I, I like Steven Adams today. We talked about him quite a bit. Um, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Yeah, so it's another Maverick. Uh, Dalon Wright, I think he's a guy who could surprise people by getting more minutes. I think people are going to look at the box score and see, wow, only nine minutes last game. And, hey, that could very well happen again. But I think after getting some rest, he has come off that injury. I think he possibly gets the minutes over a guy like J.J. Barea or maybe even takes some from Brunson. Um, and, I, and if he doesn't start, I still think he's interesting because he could be leading that second unit. And this team's going to need scoring with Luke Isles. So, Dylan Wright at 3-7 on DraftKings. He's the one guy that didn't get a price bump from this Mavericks team. I think he could surprise some people and get some extra minutes. I like it. Um, I'm going to go really off the board here, and I'm going to say Jordan Clarkson. Um, Toronto has really struggled with the wings this season. And I just, who knows, it, you know, this game could easily blow out and Clarkson might not get there, but if you're playing large field tournaments, that's what this let's get weird GPP play is all about. So I'm going to throw one out there with Jordan Clarkson. I think he's a guy that could go for like 30 plus today that nobody is going to play, especially with all this value opening up. 
Um, give me your game selection question. Give me a tournament or cash game or anything that's standing out to you on any of the sites today. Yeah, so um, I mentioned, you know, the other day that uh, I was trying to, you know, work on MMEing a little bit more. So I'm going to go with the single entry one. And it's going to be the showtime on DraftKings. It is a $100 one, so the buy-in's a little bit more. But on DraftKings, you kind of see a more balanced payout structure than I think on some of the, the higher stuff on, on FanDuel. You know, you can, you can play a $50 uh, single entry over on FanDuel. And the, the payout structure is really top-heavy. But, you know, with the uh, payout structure being the way it is on DraftKings in this $100 single entry, it's a lot more balanced. So that's kind of what I like in this one, you know. You can get third or fourth place, and the payouts, it's not too much of a hit from first place. So uh, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, um, that was the one that I highlighted on Friday. So I'm glad we're thinking along the same. Um, we actually had one of the listeners like reach out to me um, saying that he, he cashed really well on it um, oh, cool. and hadn't talked about it or thought about it or anything like that. I'm trying to um, – it was Real Trey over there on Twitter. Uh, congratulations to me. He finished top 40 in that tournament on Friday. And just – um, uh, I'm going to go I, – I, I tend to go small bankroll on Monday. So, I'm going to go small bankroll today. If you're playing like 15 to $20 in tournaments every day, I really do think the $12 pick and roll on, on DraftKings is a tournament that you really need to be looking at. So, it's still not like a – a 500 person tournament but it's only 3900 people it's way lower than those large field tournaments your single entry first place is paying 4k so somebody's going to turn 12 dollars into 4k because of single entry and it pays 21 and a half percent of the field top 10 getting less than 30 percent min cash is 2x everything that we like to look for we would much rather it you know, be about 23%, 24% paying out. But it's a really strong tournament for low bankroll players um, because if you do have the nuts, if you do hit on that lineup or you have that night, um, you're going to take down a, a tournament for, you know, 4K, which is really going to help you build your bankroll. Um, so make sure you're checking that out. Uh, last thing to get it, you know, finish this off here. Give me a tournament or uh, not a tournament. Give me an over-under that you're looking at here today. Yeah, so this one's going to be a little bit contrarian. I think most people will want some guys from this game. I kind of mentioned I was pretty harsh on the Spurs, that I just don't like any of these Spurs guys, Spurs guys very much. I know it's a good matchup. I know both these teams are bad defensively, but I think that 231 total is a little high, so I'm going to take the under. I don't mind that one. I'm going to go under in Chicago. It's currently sitting 206.5. I just I don't like that game. Again, like I don't mind Steven Adams. I don't mind Zach Levine, but that game is kind of a cross off for me outside of those two guys. So I'm going to take the under in that one. That's going to finish us off here. I hope everyone enjoyed their weekend, enjoyed football. I hope everybody crushed football. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more NBA. He's Kyle. I'm Stevie. We'll see you then.